Hello and welcome to Words with Way, Episode 9, a podcast about all things Fairfield and beyond. I'm your host, Bill Way, Communications Manager for the City of Fairfield, and our word of the day is rainbow. Often described as a wide range or variety of related and typically colorful things, over the years, the word or image can define happiness, diversity, or even a viral video. Rainbow can now be related to one of the latest multicolored versions of a drug, fentanyl. Fentanyl is the single deadliest drug threat our nation has ever encountered, and it's everywhere, including Fairfield. DA officials describe the multicolored version of the synthetic opioid as a deliberate effort by drug traffickers to drive addiction amongst kids and young adults, resembling candy such as Skittles. And that's why we're here today, to continue to spread the word and to help prevent fentanyl-related overdose or death and poisonings of adults and children. Joining me today on Words with Way from the Fairfield Police Department is Detective Barker, who is highly involved in drug enforcement, education, and prevention. And especially with Halloween and the holidays here, colorful treats can be tempting and misleading. So awareness is key, and that's why we're here today. Thank you, Detective Barker. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. So give me a little background on how you became involved in police work and then eventually into drug enforcement. When I graduated high school, I took some criminal justice classes. I always wanted to be in law enforcement. I went to the military for six years, got out. Uh-huh. Uh, and as I was getting out, I started to apply around. Like I talked about before, I grew up around here, built Fairfield area. So Fairfield was a good fit. And then once I got involved in police work, everyone had to fi- has to find their niche in the first you know, your first few years. You just figure out what you want to do. The concentration. Um, yeah. And I just, I found drugs fascinating. I always joke around with people like, what do you do? I was like, I do drugs for work. But um, no, I just found it fascinating, the influence that it has on people. It can alter their behavior. Yeah. And then just what it, ultimately what it does to our community. I just, I think if you look at most facets of crime, there's some under level of drug involvement. So that's what got me into that. And then I worked patrol for two and a half years. I've been, well, I guess I've been a cop for four and a half years now. Uh-huh. Uh, four and a half years in January. I worked patrol for two and a half. And then I moved over to our special operations team doing narcotics. So that's what I've been doing for almost the last two years. Oh, okay. Okay. So with fentanyl becoming more prominent, when did you start seeing it become more prominent in our area? We see it onesie twosies when I was on patrol here and there. Most people that did it knew they were doing fentanyl. They were, and they would tell you if you ask, hey, is this fentanyl? And they're like, yeah. I think now we're seeing it more along the lines of it's just in everything. It's in heroin. It's in meth. It can be in marijuana. So I think in the last year and a half, we've started to see more of it pop up. What are your main age groups that you're seeing? I think it depends on the type of fentanyl that people are using. Again, I think that when you discern between poisonings and overdose deaths, poisoning is unintentional and an overdose death is somebody that chooses to use the drug. I think with people that when it goes to poisonings, we'll talk about that, is people that don't know, I can see that's probably younger, the younger crowd, anywhere from... 15 to maybe 25 oh, wow. um, that haven't really aren't really I guess heavily involved in a, a life of drug use I think with overdoses it's probably the, an older population while it can be the younger one I think that majority of people that are younger in the experimental phase of their life that choose to experiment with drugs I think that they get end up more with the poisoning so that's the things like the pills when things are laced and they don't know about it but I think older, probably 30s, 40s for just actual straight overdoses with people that have been, again, long histories of drugs and probably started with maybe heroin and have just slowly devolved or I guess evolved. So what, so main forms right now would be pill form or what do you, what's the most that you're seeing now? Probably in the whole, probably Solano County in general where it's mixed between pills and powder. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, we'll see powder. The pills come in the form of a lot of 30s, which are the oxycontins or oxycodones. You'll have those. They'll be in Xanax, counterfeit pills for Xanax. And then the powder just comes in. It looks like a white crystalline substance. It's very fine, though. It's powdered sugar, I guess you could almost say. Uh-huh. Unless it's blocked up, but and it can any color. I've seen it in blue and purple so far. Uh, I've seen photos of it in green, red, orange, you name it. They can color it. Mm. I know that you need to get awareness out there with parents and students. Are you seeing it more with students now, or what's the what's the main message you're trying to get out there as far as identifying it or just making people aware that it is out there and it could easily be mistaken? I think the biggest thing is parents and children um, or teens can do is if you don't truly know what it is, don't take it. Um, mm-hmm. I think from, we'll start with the students. I think the students, while I understand the uh, experimental phase of their life, and, and you want to try things and experience things, and that's the right to. We all have the freedoms allotted to us if that's the choice they make. The thing is, they need to make smart choices about it. Back when I was a kid, marijuana was a big deal. Yeah. Now it's everywhere. So I just think that people need to be smart about it. If you don't really know what it is, then mm-hmm. don't take it. Again, it's a, it's a, Big risk. One pill, the DEA's campaign, one pill can kill. You could even split a pill. Me and you could split a pill right now. And because they're illicitly manufactured, you don't feel anything and I get all the fentanyl and I die. So it's a big... And then as far as the parents go, I think that they just need to have a conversation with their kids. Not a... I don't think they need to talk to their kids. I think they need to have a conversation. And what I mean Uh by that is, is it's received differently when you talk at someone Mm -hmm. when you have a conversation with them. I think the openness and the ability for parents to, like I said, have that conversation and communicate and let them know, hey, this is a real threat and a danger. So I, I think that's probably the number one thing is have that conversation, talk to them about it. And if it's something their kids have experimented with, again, educate them. There's a million and a half resources out there nowadays. But I think have that conversation. And I think that's probably the most important part is is, is to keep the open dialogue about it. Because if they, the kids are up choosing to experiment with that and they're hiding it from their parents, that's unfortunately when the parents are going to come home and the kid's hiding in his bedroom or her bedroom. And right, it's going to not be good. Yeah, no, exactly. And like we've mentioned before, we're in a pill society. You've got a headache, take Tylenol, take an ibuprofen. So it's, it's easy it's easy to take it for granted, as you said. Yeah, I mean, we're conditioned to it. I mean, it, since you're a small child, I think you're... Oh, your headache, like you said, tums this, and it just you just get fed pills your whole life. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Is there what they are? The things these pills are coming over from these drug cartels that they're making them for pennies on the dollar, selling them up here for five, ten, fifteen dollars is what they're not really and completely unregulated and made just mm-hmm. guessing. And yeah, I think yeah. the DEA's last stat was around forty-two percent of the illicit pills that they're seizing have a lethal dose of fentanyl, which is about two milligrams, and they can contain up to around five. So that's if we had 100 people sitting in this room and 100 people took a pill, 44 would overdose. Now, a question I've always had, is that so is it the goal of drug traffickers to, to kill or they just don't know the dosage? So That's what we're trying to figure out. I think, well, you got to think it's also just the dosage part is what it is. I think that they just do enough to get you high. They just mm-hmm. don't regulate it. They're, these are making these pills by the thousands. I think the goal is, and why I think if you're finding fentanyl laced in other uh, drugs other than just like heroin, you'll find it in cocaine, you'll find it in a bunch of things, is is the addictive nature of it. It's an, it's an opioid, so opioids are very addictive as they are. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And if I know if you're selling the best weed on the block, everyone's wanting your weed when you're lacing it with fentanyl, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep coming back to you because I think that your weed's just really good and I want your weed. Little but do I know different effect. A little do I know that I'm actually 
get addicted to the opioid that you're putting inside of your weed. So I think you're seeing that more. It's the way the drug business works is the way you get clientele as you build addicts. And the easiest way to do that is with a powerful synthetic opioid like fentanyl. Have you seen the actual, there were a ton of a ton of rainbow fentanyl seized at the border, I believe in August, but it is coming through. Have you seen the actual rainbow fentanyl in Fairfield? We've seen like powder, definitely seen like blue and purple powders. As far as pills go, we're getting from, not really. I've seen some pink, a couple pink ones. Definitely the bluish green are the common color. I don't think they're up here as much. I think the Bay Area has a lot more. San Francisco Bay Area, like that specifically, they have a lot more of a fentanyl problem than we do currently. And they're seeing that rainbow fentanyl, I mean, in every color. But I think, that, again, that all comes down to marketing, right? Mm-hmm. I know that if I take the John Doe over here, he took the blue fentanyl and he overdosed. That's some strong stuff. That's what I want. And then it's, oh, well, she took the, the red one and it wasn't that good. So I'm not going to buy the red one. So I think, it, again, the rainbow comes with the marketing and it also, when it comes to the pills, it's just flashy for kids. It's, oh, this is, this can't be bad for me. It's orange. It's right, green. Right. It's, it probably has a flavor to it. Or, yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah, very bad. Very bad. What kind of numbers are we talking about in Solano County? Are you as far as deaths or overdoses, are there any kind of numbers um, on that? Or? I don't know about the county in general. I know fire does, Fairfield Fire Department does a great job tracking our Narcan and Naloxone uses. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I think the overdoses is difficult because to track in terms of whether well, there's HIPAA and all these other things. Mm-hmm. times when we show up, let's say we show up before fire does and we administer Naloxone or Narcan. Once the person's taken to the hospital, if they don't, if they don't die and they're transported to the hospital for their care, we lose what happens after that. We don't know if gotcha. they pull through. Oh, we gotcha. don't, because again, they go into that protected status under HIPAA and their treatment and care is all done that way. I think since I've become a police officer in the last four years, mm-hmm. I've responded to more overdoses. Is it dramatic? I'm going to 10 a day. I don't mm-hmm. think we're there yet. I think we could be, but I think that the city and, and everyone's trying to stem that off. Just raise that awareness and get Correct. involved. And like you said, have that conversation with your kids. Very good information. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back with Detective Barker. More on the dangers of fentanyl. We'll be right back. Meet Archie. Fairfield now has an automated website chat assistant to help you. With Archie, you can easily connect to find answers to your questions, submit a service request, or send a message to city staff. To start a conversation, please visit our website at fairfield.ca.gov and click on the chat icon. With Archie, it's that simple. At the City of Fairfield, we want to stay connected with you. And welcome back to Words With Way. Usually when I come back from commercial break, I do a little fun fact, but today we're going to do a vital fact. Every color, shape, and size of fentanyl should be considered extremely dangerous. Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid that is 50 times more potent than heroin and 100 times more potent than morphine. Just 2 milligrams of fentanyl, which is equal to 10 to 15 grains of table salt, is considered a lethal dose. That's just amazing to me. Detective Barker, tell me a little bit more about not only dangers to users, but dangers to first responders treating patients or even making an arrest. I think it's a, you obviously have to be aware there's inherent risk in everything that we do in law yeah. enforcement. And I think if with fire and EMTs and all of that, I think a lot of it is we just treat everything as fentanyl now. Mm-hmm. We don't nick test or drug test drugs on the side of the road anymore. If it is based on our training experience, we believe it 
what it is based on what we can see about yeah. the drug lab do that. So that's probably the number one thing that we've started doing since I became a police officer is stop testing drugs because really, is it worth it? No. Other than that, I think we all carry Narcan. Every officer has Narcan on. So give us a little background on Narcan. Yeah. So Narcan, it's naloxone. It's it's opioid inhibitor. So you have these little receptors in your brain that the opiates or opioids attach to. What Narcan does is it goes in and kicks those off. And it's it's like an overdose band-aid. I like that's what I think about. It's It'll take someone out of an overdose, but only for a short period of time. Once the Narcan wears off, those opioids will go back in the receptors and someone will go back into an overdose state. So, Was this an example of like the movie Pulp Fiction with the whole needle to the chest kind of thing? Is that a, a Narcan or a... Oh, I think that, that was kind adrenaline of, kind of that's deal. That's adrenaline, okay. Uh, I think. But you're not sticking it in somebody's chest per no, se. No, it, it's like Flonase. Okay. It's just a little, we put it in your nose and you give it one shot. But what we're seeing is, so Narcan and Oxone was created ultimately for like natural opiates, opium, heroin, those kinds of things. So it works really well. One of them will work really well. The ones we carry are four milligrams of Naloxone. The problem is what we're seeing is... Fentanyl is so powerful that it's one isn't doing anything. So it'll take two, three, four, five sometimes Narcans to bring someone back. And then at that point, it's the next goal is just get them to the emergency room to get continued care and treatment. So what are symptoms of a fentanyl OD or so I think the biggest symptoms you'll see is people usually lose consciousness. It'll be shallow or labor breathing. Almost, if anyone knows what agonal breathing is, it'll be very similar. Ultimately, how fentanyl affects your body is it slows everything down. It'll slow your pulse rate down. It slows down your breathing to a point where you'll stop breathing, which will ultimately end up mm-hmm. in cardiac arrest. Oh, wow. So if you, are, if you do think someone is experiencing fentanyl overdose, the common, the easiest signs are, if they're on the ground, obviously, then check for labored or a struggle breathing, short shallow breaths, and then check their pupils. If it is an opioid overdose like fentanyl, heroin, their pupils will be pinpoint. You, it's, you'd be shocked at how small your pupils can get. Oh. That's probably the number one sign. The thing at that point is they don't need CPR. Check their pulse next. If they have a pulse, that's a common mistake, I feel, is people are like, oh, he's not breathing. Give him CPR. That's just to bring your heart back and give you a pulse. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, you're going to just break ribs. So check their pulse. If they have a good, strong pulse, either rescue breathing or help fire or PD when they get on scene. Or if you have Narcan and Oxone in your house, obviously administer that. Okay. So call 911 immediately, of yes. course. Oh, 100%. Yes. Okay. Okay. Is it good for residents to have Narcan? Can't hurt to have it. It doesn't cost really We're not anything. suggesting to jump out of your car if you see somebody laying down giving Narcan or... Well, I mean, can, right? There's good Samaritan laws in California. Oh. The effects of Narcan, the potential for there to be a negative effect is so drastically low. I don't think it's a bad thing if you have it. I think if you live with somebody or cohabitate or interact with people that, you know, do suffer from addiction and their choice of drug is opiates or opioids, I think that you should have some. Again, it lasts a while. It's I think that the potential to save a life is there and Mm -hmm. I would rather have that and not need it Uh than need it and not have it. Gotcha. What can the public do to help raise awareness? It's one of those things where if you're too close down and say, that's not going to happen to me or that's not going to be my kid, you don't open up the ability to have the conversation like what we talked about earlier. I'm not saying that freak out and think that your kid is addicted to drugs. Be open to the idea. Have the conversation. Yeah, Yeah. to be able to have the conversation and absorb the information. I think denying it is not going to save your your loved one from an overdose. So being able to have the conversation is probably the number one thing. But have the conversation with not only your close like family, but your friends and just and keep talking about it. The more we talk about it, I think the more that it'll raise the awareness and then hopefully the more we can just prevent overdoses and fentanyl poisonings. Right. No, that's good. Where can someone find more information? Uh, we always refer everybody to the DEA's website. If you Google DEA, which is the Drug Enforcement Agency, just in case somebody doesn't know, and then One Pill or One Pill Can Kill, they have a huge campaign about it. 
They're the leading drug agency in the United States, so they have a lot of information. I know here, I think November, December timeframe, there's going to be some town hall meeting kind of deals that we'll be doing with the school district and fire and some oh, other stuff. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, so that people can come out, ask questions. So that'll be here in the near future. I don't have the dates on those yet, though. But, okay, um, so to yeah. be determined. To be determined, yes. But uh, yeah, I think that's probably the, if you want it today, that's probably the easiest one. But if you Google anything fentanyl and prevention awareness, mm-hmm. it's a hot The topic. info's out there, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. You just have to be willing to go out and find Especially it. Especially as it keeps ramping up. It seems every day it's ramping up. You hear more and more stories. So as it comes into the area more, the more awareness is going to be key. Well, hopefully, yeah. if we can do our jobs right, it won't come in the area. There we go. But unfortunately, it will. So. Do you have any anything else you'd want to you'd want to express or say? I think that, I guess I could say this with, I I think that obviously we're talking about fentanyl, but I think in general, we need to look at what drug use is or drug abuse. I think when I was a newer cop, I was like, oh, that's just an addict. And it's the more research I've done and the more I've spent around it, I think people suffer from addiction. And I think that we need to break that stigma of they're just an addict. Because if we look at what fentanyl is, right, and drug use or drug abuse is a it is a symptom of an underlying problem. And I think as a society, we need to work on those underlying problems, such as mental health, trauma, yes, and all those things so that people will stop using drugs as a coping mechanism. Because ultimately, the only way we're ever going to get rid of this problem, we're never going to Narcan our way out of this problem. We're never going to arrest our way out of this problem. Mm-hmm. We need to take the time to address those underlying issues and cut the demand off right? Mm -hmm. The only reason the pills keep flowing over from other countries and cartels and all that is because we have such a high demand for drugs in the United States. Yeah. So I think that's the big thing is understand and do some research for for those listening about what drug addiction truly is because again- And how it affects every walk of life. Yep. 100%. From the highest professional politician all the way down to a child. Even at the most basic level- we're all technically drug addicts, right? If you drink coffee every morning and you need your morning coffee, well, coffee is a stimulant. Caffeine yeah. is a stimulant. Same if you smoke cigarettes. Nicotine is a stimulant. Yeah. It's just, you know, obviously different people have different ways of dealing with that. So I think that breaking the stigma around drug addiction would probably be the number one thing that people can do and realize that while someone may be addicted to a drug, it is not who they are, it is their coping mechanism for what's happened to them. And I think that once we can address those underlying issues as a society, that we can do a lot more with this. And next time we won't have a conversation about this and we won't have to have this prevention conversation because we've already done it. Great. Now, what a great conversation. I appreciate all the input you've given, your experience, and hopefully through awareness, through communication, through education, that we could curb this epidemic, drug addiction, and help with mental health and opening our minds, our arms, and our resources to all have this one big effort of a healthier society, especially here in Fairfield. Yep. Well, thank you for coming, Detective Barker. So once again, for more information on fentanyl and any other type of addiction information, you could go to dea.gov slash one pill, especially for fentanyl, but there's tons of resources out there. You could also get information on Fairfield PD social media and stay tuned for town hall type meetings and education. And of course, anything to stay up to date on all things Fairfield, you can go to fairfield.ca.gov. So thank you for listening to Words With Way. Our last word today will be subscribe, rate, and review. Be safe, especially be aware, and thanks for listening.